that's where the analysis paralysis comes in too, because you are so worried about failing that you are just thinking through it every time and you never do any action. And like, really, I'm not saying that you just blunder your way through things. That's not, <laughs> I'm not recommending that. That's not what I'm saying here. But you, by just the nature of life, you are going to, uh, uh, you're going to run into a speed bump and it's going to derail something. And like, you know, whatever metaphor you want to mix here, you're going to drop a plate. The way that uh, you learn is, oops, something went wrong or something almost went wrong. Well, I better be conscious of that as we're moving forward. Welcome to the Be It Till You See It podcast, where we talk about taking messy action, knowing that perfect is boring. I'm Leslie Logan, Pilates instructor and fitness business coach. I've trained thousands of people around the world, and the number one thing I see stopping people from achieving anything is self-doubt. My friends action brings clarity and it's the antidote to fear each week my guests will bring bold executable intrinsic and targeted steps that you can use to put yourself first and be it till you see it it's a practice not a perfect let's get started welcome back to the be it till you see it interview recap where my co-host and life brad and i are going to dig into the revealing convo i had with sue hitzman in our last episode if you haven't listened to that episode feel free to pause this now and go back and listen to that one so that you can listen to this one and all the good things. Or listen to this one and then go listen to that one. You get to do you. And that's what Sue Hitzman does. So I think she'd be very excited for you to do it the way you want to do it. <laughs> she does. She's amazing. She really is. Like she is the proof of like curiosity and leading it down the path. And in, and also like how everything happens for you, even including the questions she was asked. So real quick, my loves, I want to hear from you. Like, I really want to hear from you. I want to hear your opinions. And so this podcast has been out for a year, over a year now. Oh my God, over a year now, yeah. like 14 months. And maybe you just found us and this is your first episode. Great. You can do the survey. Maybe you've listened to every single episode and this is like 100 and I don't know. It's a lot. Brad's going to pipe in and tell me what it is. But anyways, if you listen to all of them, I really want to hear from you. So go to beitpod.com slash tell me. This will be episode 124. 124. That's Holy pretty insane. Wow. <laughs> but oh seriously, though, 124 episodes, and we need your help. We are very interested in understanding how you're um, enjoying the pod. And, you know, if the segments, if you like the segments, if you look forward to uh, the recaps, or if you enjoy the interviews more, or we've even thrown in a few solo episodes and what your experience was with those. So go to beitpod.com slash tell me, T-E-L-L-M-E. Yep. All right. Um, we had an audience question and um, I really like this one. I was like a, it was a nice little DM I got from someone and I can, I totally could feel her. Like I could, I could feel the frustration, worry, fear, wonder all at one time. Uh, so what is that question, Brad? So it's just basically, I have a small home studio and love teaching, but I feel like my clients move their sessions around all the time. Did you have this problem when you were doing that? Uh, how can I get them to stick to the original schedule without losing them as a client or without losing uh, my time teaching them and re re rearranging them? So that's a great question. Just to throw this out there, uh, we never had a home studio. We do now. 
Yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> we're not taking clients at our <laughs> right, home right, studio. Right, right, right. So of course we have a home studio. But my point is when we were doing this process, we didn't actually have a home studio. Yep. However, you were a you were renting from someone else as a true independent contractor. You controlled your own schedule. You brought in your own clients, all those kinds of things. So while you didn't have a home studio, you still had to deal with exactly this problem. Yeah, and I was just going to say that like it doesn't actually matter where if you have a home studio that's small, a studio that's big, a brick and mortar, you go to people's houses. Like when you're, when you have people who schedule time with you, it is inevitable that people are going to want to change the time every, every once in a while. And like, look, things come up, but I, what I'm hearing from this is a lack of boundaries. Mm. And also here's the, here's the real truth. We train people how to treat us. And so what it sounds like to me, and, and this is not an offense to you. And if you're listening to this and it's the, and what I'm about to say <laughs> hits it home for you is a lot of times we're like, I just, I just need people to say yes. So we, especially in the beginning, we bend over backwards, like literally and do hoops and jumps of things to get clients because we think if we discount ourselves or if we're really easy going and changing the time all changing their schedule whenever they want to, that we get to keep clients and grow our business, but you actually don't. So you end up spending more time changing people's schedule around. So here's what I'm going to say to you, whether you have a small home studio, brick and mortar or not, if you live in the U S you need my scheduling tool, period, end of story. It, and if you don't live in the U S you need a scheduling tool. And if you're still like, I don't think this is the right answer. Let's like, then come to this webinar that I'm doing. It's profitable slash answer. So profitable slash answer. I'm actually going to talk about how to pick a scheduling tool and all the th reasons why you think you don't need one, but you do. And this is one of those things. If you had someone who was a barrier or something that was a barrier to them being able to just text you whenever they want and change the schedule around, you would actually not feel like a bad guy. So if they're like out to lunch with their friends, they're like, oh, hey, can we go to the beach tomorrow? And they're like, oh, I have Pilates. Let me just see if I can move that. They're going to go onto your tool and they're going to go, oh, there's nothing available. I can't move it. Yeah, not or they just have to cancel altogether. Or they cancel altogether. And that's their choice. And they either are charged or it's early, but it's all them and it's not you. And so you don't feel like you have to be both the teacher and the bodyguard to the schedule. Yeah, I think that's one of the biggest points is like it, it really does remove the awkward conversations. They um, can sign your waiver it right there in the app they've agreed to your cancellation policy and when they go in if if you've got a 24-hour cancellation policy and they're at 23 hours and 59 minutes and they cancel they will be get late charged and you don't have to have that awkward conversation with them because the app did it for you mm -hmm. right yeah. so there's just so many um, benefits of having an app like this i think another one that i love uh, is that it allows uh, you to take your text messages back yeah and that, yeah and that is again boundaries and right because it allows you to go oh my text messages what a relief are my friends and family mm -hmm. they're not my job they're not somebody potentially canceling on me last minute yeah and yeah. so just to go back to your thing about your fear of losing a client you don't want to keep a client who's changing their schedule all the freaking time i used to right. have a client who would like literally she had two two stand appointments a week and literally one day of every week she'd text me Hey, can I move it to one o'clock today? Can do you have anything else available today? And I here's what I told I I had a scheduling tool. She wasn't using it. I had to literally go, did you check the time? You didn't check the time. So sorry. Or I just didn't, I literally wouldn't respond to her. I right. wouldn't. Because you have to train them how to treat you. And I am not a like, what is it like big, like at your like 
beck and call. Beck and call. I'm yeah. not your beck and call girl. I learned that from Pretty Woman. Another great thing you can learn from that movie. So don't take less than 100. Call me when you're through. All right. So but seriously, like that closes your sessions. But truthfully, I don't care how small you think your business is. You absolutely deserve time away from your business and you deserve people to respect your time. And the only way they can respect your time is if there's a barrier between you and that time. And that is a tool. Think about this. Could you imagine that you go to, let's just say we all had a parent who, you know, worked at a bigger company, right? And your parent had a meeting scheduled with the president of the company. And then like two hours before the meeting, your parent calls up the president and says, hey, can you just move it back like an, an hour? Would, would that be cool? Like, is that all right? Like, no, fuck no. They would be mortified to do that because when we look at it like it's like a job and the boss and all that stuff, we, we somehow have this different perception but than you being the boss, you, you being- You're the president of the company. You are the president of your company and your clients are like, you know, is it cool if like we just kind of shift it around? I just need it to be like 12 minutes after the hour instead of like, I mean, it's so crazy that we allow people to do that. Yeah, and so, and also by the way, I know you're like, but I need referrals. You want this person's friends? Do you really want this person's friends? <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, do you want their friends? Because they are- They're they, all the same. They're all the same. They're all yep. like them. They're all like bouncing around like, oh, everybody does whatever thing I want. No, you don't. Like, you don't. And like, maybe their friends are different. Mm, are they? Have you ever seen that in real life? Like, are your friends different than you? <laughs> okay. So um, maybe you're like, I have this one friend. Yeah. And I bet you have boundaries with them. <laughs> yeah, and right? if you don't, put them on your scheduling tool. Okay. Go to profitapplies.com slash answer to sign up for this free webinar. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. We're actually going to do it live on August 10th. And then there will be, it will be available for the, the replay for those of you who may uh, not have been able to join us live. So, so if, if you're hearing this on August 17th, 20th, it's a whole different year. You're just binging out. Hi. Hello. You can still watch it. Yep. Awesome. Nine years ago, I published a book. I'm going to be really honest. I had no idea what I was doing. I really thought once I published it, they will come. And that's when I learned, my loves, that if you build things, people don't come. You have to talk about them and talk about them and talk about them. So here we are nine years later. The book is edited to a second edition. Oh my gosh. And it is beautiful. It is stunning. My team really helped me take this book and make it a living, breathing kind of organism. Well, it's not breathing, but it's a living, <laughs> it's a living thing because here's what's so cool. When you look at the ebook or you get the paperback, you can see that there's QR codes and links to additional materials that I didn't have when I published the first book. So I'm super excited because after nine years, I was able to add even more things that are helping people all over the world make more than a living teaching Pilates. So celebrate this anniversary with me either by taking a picture and tagging me in the book you already have or grabbing the new edition. I cannot wait to see how you use this book and let your Pilates love and friends know it exists too. Thank you so much and go to profitapplies.com to grab your ebook or on Amazon to grab your paperback. Okay, now let's talk about Sue Hitzman. As a fitness professional who was told there was no cure for her plantar fasciitis, uh, she decided to discover her own way to heal her pain. Uh, she's the founder and creator of the MELT method, uh, which is now internationally known and has thousands of teachers it's teaching her method, by the way. It's huge. Uh, it, which is a simple self-discovery, uh, self-care technique that addresses the missing link to pain-free living. Sue is on a mission to help share her knowledge and empower people to learn uh, how to care for themselves better so that they too can lead active, pain-free lives as long as possible. I love it. She's super passionate about it. And that 
whether or not you even have heard the milk method, whether or not you're like this even like resonates with you, here's the deal. Her passion and like persistence is what's gotten her where she is. And she just followed that. And I think a lot of times we get stuck on an obstacle, which is going to lead into my talking point. And like my favorite talking point that she brought up, it's like, we have to stop thinking an obstacle is a sign that you're not supposed to do the thing that you're going to do. The obstacle is just there to see if you're going to fight for it. You're going to keep going. Like if we gamify this, right? You get up to a, some sort of like evil thing on your game and you like, uh, you know what? Too hard. I'm not meant to play this. No way. People who play, they just like, they just keep fighting. They're like, I'm going to find a different way. I'm going to get, I got to level this up. I got to go learn this thing. I go learn this tool. But for whatever reason, we're willing to do that on a game, whether it's a board game, whether it's a card game, you're like, oh, I'm going to collect some more cards. I don't care if you play video games or like actual physical games. Every type of game requires you to up-level a skill and move forward. They all have obstacles that you have to learn how to get over. But somehow in life, we see a failure as some sort of obstacle and we're like, mm, that's a sign I'm not supposed to do it. Like that makes zero sense to me. The brain doesn't like to live in dissonance and somehow we've managed to find a loophole. So when she talked about how you're not getting ahead if you don't fail. Right. I loved that because every single one of you is going to fail. In fact, the more things you try, it's a numbers game. You're going to fail more times than you succeed, period. <laughs> <laughs> like people who like Olympic athlete track runners, they lose more races than they win. Basketball players lose more games than they win. Like it is on average. And um, also to too, I think if you look at another, another statistic that is like hilarious is baseball uh, hitting. Oh my God. Stats. I can't, it frustrates me so much. Right. You can be the crappiest baseball player. It's like, and it's he like, has a like, point four hit it batting average. And you're like, that's four out of 10 times yeah. he's hit the ball four yeah. out of 10. And that's good. And that's a great one. I gave feedback to this one company and I'm like, um, all these matches are like 63%. Do you have anything that's better than a D plus? Like, oh no, that's actually really good. That's like a high percentage point. So <laughs> basically you're not going to move forward in your business and your life and the things you want unless you fail. And Brene Brown says this in her, um, dare to lead book. She's talking about like vulnerability in the workplace and also like being more inclusive in in, um, in your efforts you're going to fuck it up. Mm. The more you try to be better as a leader, the more changes you make to be more inclusive, you're going to fuck it up. And that's okay. It's about acknowledging, wow, that was a mistake. Okay, understand what I learned from it. Yeah. Make the apologies and move to the next thing. And so anyways, if you want to get ahead of where you are today, if you're like, yep, I don't want to live at this level of my life, yeah. you are going to have to fail. So just get used to it. That's where the analysis paralysis comes in too, because you are so worried about failing that you are just thinking through it every time and you never do any action. And like, really, I'm not saying that you just blunder your way through things. That's not, <laughs> I'm not recommending that. That's not what I'm saying here. But you, by just the nature of life, you are going to, uh, uh, you're going to run into a speed bump and it's going to derail something. And like, you know, whatever metaphor you want to mix here, you're going to drop a plate. The way that uh, you learn is, oops, something went wrong or something almost went wrong. Well, I better be conscious of that as we're moving forward. Yeah. And like, I don't remember where we heard this, but nothing is going to be as great in your mind as, a, as you think it's like, oh my God, it's going to be like this. And nothing is going to be as bad. 
chance. Even if you fail, oh, right. it like, is rarely going to be the worst case scenario. Right. So like, you know, in we, our minds, um, we imagine ourselves walking on stage and being this beautiful, perfect thing. And we get there and like, it didn't quite go the way we wanted it in our mind. It could still be uh, amazing. And, 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 but, and, and probably it was amazing. And conversely, um, if you trip falling, you know, at when you're exiting that stage in your mind, you're like, I just embarrassed myself in front of seven and a half billion people on this planet and no one's ever going to want to talk to me again. And now I can't go get a job and no one's going to marry me and I and life might as well be over. And, and we take it to this incredible extreme on both ends. And in reality, probably everyone went, oh, they just tripped. Okay. Oh, you know, oh like God. we're going off on a tangent, but I was just having coffee with someone who like talked about someone else doing something that was like a total, like would have been considered a total blunder. And she goes, I am more inspired now than ever because that person is to this level of me and they did this and that gives me permission. Yeah. So basically fuck it up as many times as you can. So you learn the lesson and you get to the next level. Don't intentionally, but well, don't yes. intentionally, <laughs> but don't let that stop you from moving forward. Don't let don't the let fear that stop of the fuck up, keep you from going to the next thing. And if you fail, dust yourself off, do a little reflection time and then go to the next thing. Yep. If, you know, unless you died, you're, you got options. You know, we do this on so every, uh, <laughs> uh, we do this in our business every single time we hold an event, even events that we're great at, like things that we know we did well at the end of the event, we have this reflection time where we say, I call it an autopsy, you probably don't like that so much <laughs> or a postmortem. I'm <laughs> postmortem. That one's really funny. I'm like, let's do but, the postmortem. And yeah. They're like, but like at, the, at the end of it, you know, we look back and we say what went amazingly well and we celebrate our wins. And then what could have gone better? And we take notes and we leave ourselves notes for the next time. So, you know, it's just part of moving forward in life in general. So anyway, I love that. That's a great talking point. What uh, did you love? Yeah. So she kind of casually threw this in there. She said she began to believe the myth that if she was eating right and exercising right, then she would be healthy and have a pain-free life. And I... Just turned 40. Yeah, how's that going for you? Yeah, I fucking hurt myself already. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, really? Really? Sorry for that really loud F-bomb right there. But seriously, I <laughs> like I hurt my back on the day after I, yeah, I turned the, 40. The after, but you and, know, and, and I'm, and, I'm and laughing about it. But In your 40s defense, you actually hurt your back in your, 30, in your 30s. But you I did. have been able to... Kind of like below, like not think about it, not think about your thing, and and you know you do live a, a very healthy life, but healthy, yeah. but but I think you know this goes back to Jenny Schatzel's episode, which is like stop doing things in the name of health, like you're just like it's like health is out there, just like we've got all these things, we're like this is healthy, and this is not healthy. You move intentionally often. And you've been doing it for a long time, but that doesn't mean it's per, it's like you have like a like an armor suit around you where you'll never feel pain or have injuries. Like right, yeah. And I think, but I think that uh, you know, you the myth about that eating right and exercising right leads to a healthy life. It's not necessarily the case. And you know, I'm I feel I'm counting my blessings that I'm starting to realize this in my late 30s, early 40s. With regard to Sue Hitzman, she was like at her prime, uh, she was 28, she said, when she's already been speaking around the world. She's got a, 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 a like a, a hugely popular DVD series. She's teaching people all the fitness stuff and she's telling them all this stuff. And at 28, she woke up one day and her feet hurt so much that it impacted her entire 
body, not just her, not just walking and dancing and stuff. So, you know, she started to seek medical help. She started to go to the doctor and the doctor was, was telling her, you know, um, oh, it must be this. Oh, it must be that. Oh, it must be this. And then she finally had a doctor say, oh, well, I think you're just depressed, right? And she's like, yeah, no shit, I'm depressed. I can't do what I've been doing my whole life that I'm really amazing at. And now I'm like out of my own game and I'm feeling that. So that, it doesn't surprise me, right? And then she started to learn about fascia, right? And she started to really dig into how, how does it work? And she said she actually spent she just disappeared from the fitness world for four years. So imagine that being like, you know, in the limelight, on TV, doing, you know, traveling around the world, all the stuff. And then poof, four years, she disappeared. Right. And when she came back, it was armed with this, all this knowledge and understanding of how she had begun to feel better and how changing the way she uh, treated her fascia changed the way her body responded. And she is, I mean, way more knowledgeable about it than me, but she doesn't look like she's in her fifties. No. That's for darn sure. So and she's like convinced it is everything to do with that as well. And also just another, another example of like your rock bottom is happening for you. Like, mm. like took her out at the top of her game. Yeah. But what top and air quotes? Cause look where she's at now. What if this had happened to her at 45 and then she's like, got it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it happened exactly when it was supposed to that so she could actually have another level. So anyways, I've, I'm into it. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and if you didn't listen to her her pod, uh, her episode, um, she created the Melt Method based on this experience. And then one thing that really impressed me too, and, and I thought this was an incredible perspective, was she said, people would come into my studio and I kept thinking like, they keep coming back the next week. Yeah. How can I get them so that they don't have to come back the next week? And that's what she started to create this like systematic approach, which turned into the melt method. And she said, my goal was to empower my clients so that they didn't need me, that they could go do this on their own with maintenance at home. And they didn't need any crazy, like, you know, huge, like pieces of equipment or gear or any of that stuff, just a couple of small things and some uh, understanding of what to do. And she said her uh, clients started to uh, have her feet stop hurting. And then her husband, uh, she called and said, my husband has back pain, can you help me help him? And so it became this thing. And you two talked about, you know, that fear of losing a client, like, oh, they're not coming in anymore. Like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And uh, she said, well, yeah, okay. Instead of me managing 50 clients a year, that continued to come back. Suddenly I was managing 500 clients a year because yeah. I didn't need to see them quite as like often. Making a much more massive impact. And yeah, like she was actually, having a bigger footprint. And also like, are we helping me people maintain the status quo? Are we helping them actually like level up and move forward? I've, that's what, I mean, like, you know, it's a, it's one of the reasons why we, similarly to why we create OPC, is like, I actually want you to be your own teacher. I do. I want you to be able to like, tell yourself, this is the exercise I'm choosing for myself right now. That's what we're empowering you to do every single week in those classes. And so, I think it is like the perfect example of like an abundance mindset. Like if you're struggling with what is an abundance mindset, it's called helping people so much they don't need you anymore. Yeah. And then they send you or their friends because guess what? Everybody's going to be in pain at some point in their lives. Unfortunately, that's just the nature of how it works because we don't take care of ourselves until it's too late. 
you know? Mm. So we're not taught to anyway. Well, that's not for sure. here. I think that other places in the world do. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, if you know those places, let me know. Maybe I'm relocating. But anyway, I will continue to relay my uh, 40s to you uh, for yeah. the next 10 years. So yeah, he buckle will. up. Yeah. And, and he's going to do it all on his own for at least six more months until <laughs> I'm there with him. But we're going to work on this back thing. Be It Till You See It is brought to you by Brad and I going Woo. to Cambodia. That's right. And you too. you got to come with us. Yeah, we're going to be there for a retreat uh, this year, the end of this year, from October 30th for five days through November 4th. Yeah. And here's the deal. So we set it up specifically so you can leave work. Get on a plane, you arrive in Cambodia, we do Pilates every day, we do breath work, we do goals coaching, we're gonna tour temples, we need amazing food, you need to stay at our house, and space is really limited because it's at our house. Yeah, it's at our house, and for those of you who do math, like me, it's six days, not five, I just did it on my fingers, like, oh yeah, right? Uh, so He's the, really excited. <laughs> um, we can only take 20 people. Yeah. Okay, so space is extremely limited, everybody's really been telling us how much they wanna join us, yeah. So do not wait. Get yourself on the uh, wait list for this. Actually, we're past the wait list. Get yourself on the... Uh, Get on the landing page and yeah, snag Sign your up spot. for this. Uh, go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash retreats. Yeah. So if you have questions, feel free to ask. DM us everything. I understand Cambodia seems like it's really far away. I promise you, once you are there, it is amazing. It is out of this world incredible. And this is our first retreat since our last retreat, which was in March of 2020. Yeah. So we are excited. Our team there is so enthusiastic to welcome us back. They can't wait. And the place looks amazing. Anyways, I just spent a full month there preparing for this retreat. And I'm telling you, a, I'm so excited. Our place is ready to go and it's really exciting. All you need to do is get yourself there. We will pick you up from the airport. We will take you to where you're going to stay and then you're going to be able to eat with us, practice with us, hang with us all week long. This is, it's, not, this is not one of those retreats where they only feed you two meals a day. We feed no, you. You're with us all week. Once we arrive and kick this retreat off, it's dinner Sunday and then three meals a day until Friday morning we eat breakfast and we take you to the airport and to wherever you want to go, whether it's back home or maybe you go somewhere else because once you're in Southeast Asia, you can keep going. You can, yeah. But uh, lock your spot in today by uh, making your deposit. Go to onlinepilatesclasses.com slash retreats. See you in Cambodia. Okay, be it action items. <laughs> What bold, executable, intrinsic, or targeted action items can we take away from your conversation with Sue Hitzman? I am going to uh, read a little bit um, from what she said towards the end. She said, do you call somebody every once in a while just to call them out of the blue and say, I love you, you know, and here's why I love you? She said, bring positivity into your life and to try to find those things that elevate you and you will start to realize that you need to take specific actions to get you to that next place. But that's such a be it moment. It's such a be it moment. Uh, and she said, but well, actually, I'm going to leave the but too. To it, it, it ties perfectly in with what you're going to yeah. talk about. So and before we get into what I'm going to talk about, there's um, there's a woman whose name is escaping me, but she's amazing. Anyways, she talks about how if you need positivity, go give positivity. Mm -hmm. If you need love, go give love. If you need to be seen, go see people. And it is that be it till you see it kind of a thing. And that what her be it actually in there is it's like you just said it like it's like if you if you want to be elevated you want to realize you have these things you've got to go take specific actions and if you're unsure what actions to take take an action that's going to make you freaking good because then it's gonna be like oh i go do this like you it's called 
data, the more actions you take that give you like, that make you feel good, the more confident you are in taking action. So it's a simple way to do it. It's all I'm saying. Um, let me go. Yeah, my sure. Turn. And we can, we can talk about both at the same time. Okay. Um, she said, write out, am I living in the present moment or not? And what am I presently doing for my health? And I just want to go back to like that, like, you know, eating and working out doesn't exactly mean healthy. So just be really mindful of how you define health. If you're talking like, I'm going on a juice cleanse, I'm going to say, no, I want to like get really specific, but I want you to, I like this so much because it made me think of like Nora de Kaiser we've had in our agency program who talks about like, are you a super fan or are you a star athlete? And it's like, are you judging yourself negatively and harshly around the things that you do? Or are you actually being curious and like taking a 30,000 foot view of like, what am I doing right now? And how is this affecting the life that I want to have? Cause star athletes, they, they don't go like, Oh, the catcher missed the whole like, the thing. It's like, Oh, how did I throw it so that the catcher didn't get the ball? Right? Like what is, what, what am I able to do? So it's like, are you living in the present moment or not? Yeah, I think I think also the you know the reason I wanted you to jump in and talk about your action item uh, is because um, the idea of texting someone that I love you uh, in the present it, it it makes you be in the present moment for you to uh, uh, reflect on that uh, mm -hmm. kind of a thing. She said, um, um, "So bring positivity into your life and find those things that elevate you, and you'll start to realize that you need to take specific actions to get you to the next place." But you've got to be as present as possible to make it happen. And don't let the past be the thing that limits you on what you could really do in the future. I also, you know, I want to add another question to that. Am I living in the present moment or not? And if it's no, are you living in the past or are you living in the future? Right. Because if you're living in the past, you're just holding yourself back. If you're living in the future, you're just causing anxiety. I think you should say that again. If you're living in the past, you're just going to like, you're, you're, you're going to be stuck in a worry, like oh, you're being held back. And then if you're living in the future, you're just causing yourself anxiety. Anxiety is, is actually like your, is this feeling you have over the, what could happen. <laughs> so it's like, what, when we, when we are anxious, it's because we're thinking about what could happen in a negative light and, it, or even a positive light, but it's causing anxiety in the present moment, but you're not being present in the moment that you're in. So anyways, that's just my, I just, I just added a second question to that beat action item. I'm just over here, like <laughs> just over here, you know, just giving you a little bit more, doing just a little thing. bit more journaling for you, just a little <laughs> bit more specific journaling for you. I love that. Yeah. Well, I'm Melissa Logan. And I'm Brad Kroll. How are you going to use these tips in your life? Let us know. Tag us at the Be It Pod and tag Sue Hitzman of Melt Method. I know it will make her day to see what of her interview stuck out to you and like helped you ponder and maybe get in the present moment. Who did you text I love you to? Yeah. I want to know. That's so fun. You should tell us. <laughs> yeah. Tag Sue and tell her that you heard her pod, uh, her episode um, here and, and um, let her know uh, you know, your biggest takeaway from this. I think she would love that. Yeah. And until next time, be it till you see it. Bye for now. That's all I got for this episode of the Be It Till You See It podcast. One thing that would help both myself and future listeners is for you to rate the show and leave a review. And 
follow or subscribe for free wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, make sure to introduce yourself over at the Be It Pod on Instagram. I would love to know more about you. Share this episode with whoever you think needs to hear it. Help us and others be it till you see it. Have an awesome day. Be It Till You See It is a production of As the Crows Fly Media. It's written, produced, filmed, and recorded by your host, Leslie Logan, and me, Brad Kroll. Our associate producer is Amanda Fratarelli. Kevin Perez at Desenio handles all of our audio editing. Our theme music is by Ali at Apex Production Music. And our branding by designer and artist, Gianfranco Chofi. Special thanks to our designer, Jaira Mandal, for creating all of our visuals, which you can't see because this is a podcast, and our digital producer, Jay Pedroso, for editing all the video each week that you can. And to Angelina Herrico for transcribing each of our episodes so you can find them on our website. And finally, to Meredith Kroll for keeping us all on point and on time. Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big.